Hello Buglers, producer Chris here. Happy New Year. You're about to listen to episode one of The Bugle Presents, The Last Post. If you like it, please subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all the other great places. Episode two will appear in that feed the very next day. Yep, that's right, the very next day and the day after that. And it's a daily show. The link is in the show notes. Click away and enjoy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no, nothing bad will happen. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hi posters and welcome to today's episode of The Last Post, the final word on this, the most final of worlds. This is January the 1st of the year 2020 and my guest today is a regular contributor to this daily podcast until recently, nine times BAFTA losing television panel show Andy Zaltzman's Day in Cricket and recovering from his time in the jungle on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me a Job. Welcome back to the show, Andy Zaltzman. Well, it's it's great to be back and I'm just sorry that I didn't get the one job available in that show. (laughs) January the 1st is historic in a number of ways. Uh, Famously, George, the last Hawaiian tree snail of his kind, died on the 1st of January in 2019. God, that must have been galling for him. Yeah, very sad for him. Right. Uh, And in 1801, Ireland was... How did he die? He... Old age. Right. What do snails die of anyway? I guess if you know you're dying of old age, do you then hang on for January the 1st (laughs) just to get that extra little stat on your headstone? Do you you have a headstone? He probably died of like a wild New Year's Eve party. Right. Do snails have wild new... Um, I Absolutely. They just, I assume they just stay in. <laughs> Today in history, a number of events. Ireland was added to Great Britain in 1801 on the 1st of January, creating the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. Exciting to know that'll be winding up in 2020. <laughs> Uh, the Emancipation Proclamation by President Abraham Lincoln freed slaves rebelling against the Union. Uh, and 26 countries in 1942 signed the Declaration of the United Nations. Good to know that will be winding up also in 2020. Uh, it was also the 1st of January, the EEC, the Common Market, was formed uh, by Belgium, France, West Germany, Italy, Luxembourg and the Netherlands. And in 1973 by Britain, Ireland and Denmark. Good to know that will be winding up <laughs> In 2020, as ever, some headlines. In Italy, a glitch in the computer voting system has led to babies being given the vote and the Wiggles have immediately been elected to power. Uh, a privacy leak as a result Do they of... vote in Italy, the Wiggles? <laughs> they stand. They're not Italian, are they? Well, I think babies don't know. Right. And the Wiggles are franchised. So do babies... Are... I mean, can you be born Italian as a baby or are you just baby? All baby, all Italian babies are very Italian. Right, but non, are non-Italian. Oh, are, are, so you're saying all babies are Italian until they are then trained otherwise? Yes, all okay. babies are Italian, which is why they got such an overwhelming victory in right. this Italian. Vote. Right, I guess. I guess also that would explain why babies are so over emotional. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's always been saying there's a downside to letting babies use iPads. Right, and apparently it's that they can log into the voting system of Italy. <laughs> There we go. A privacy leak as a result of a The Last Decade in Review app has led to everybody's sexy Facebook private messages being public on their feeds. A boom in the divorce industry is anticipated. (laughs) 
A classified section now. For sale, 400,000 political bots. Want to change the discourse? Buy this job lot of lightly used election bots and you can propagate your own wild theories to everyone on social media. Think not enough people have been exposed to the truth about the flat earth? Want to call 400,000 women whores or tell 400,000 men that everything wrong in the world is their personal fault? Programmer and batteries not included. How big is a bot? Because I've been quite tempted to get some bots and then... I just think, where, where would I put them? There's enough shit in my house as it is. Well, you can, they're, they're intangible, so you can just put them in oh, your right, pirate's okay. chest along with all your bitcoins. Okay, cool. Giving away a full-size blow-up bouncy castle replica of Buckingham Palace, true to life. Free or nearest offer, pick up only. Uh, for sale, a fully organised honeymoon holiday for two, including flights and hotel rooms, no longer necessary. £1,000 <laughs> or happy to barter for economy-sized pack of tissues. <laughs> New year, new you. Half price cloning. Half the money, twice the you. Call 99697567 for details. And that's our classified section. The last post. The top story. What have we got in store for 2020? Andy, do you have any predictions? Well, uh, Alice, um, as you know, I'm a massive fan of facial recognition software. (laughs) Um, It's what makes me sure that I'm me when I wake up in the morning and switch my phone on. Um... And it's, I think this year we're going to see finally, I mean, some amazing developments. I think we're going to see the world's first fruit-free lemon, um, <laughs> which is a big breakthrough for carnivores like me. Um, what will it be made of if it's fruit-free? That we don't know. Just the liver of a polar bear, squeeze it into a martini. It's it, everything, nothing is on the table, nothing is off the table. Also, uh, as a health advisory, please don't eat the liver of a polar bear. It will give you vitaminosis A and you'll die. Right. And a polar bear will be extremely angry, <laughs> more to the point. Um, and there could be a revenge liver eating if you're not careful. Uh, I think face recognition software, I mean, it's clearly improved enormously since people had to paint self-portraits to uh, unlock their own um, <laughs> wardrobes or whatever it was back in the day. I think we're not far off from facial recognition software, being able to read your expression and just replace it with an emoji automatically based on what you're looking like. That I see happening in the first three months of this year and then later (laughs) in the year, I think it's going to get even better and we'll then be able to not only to predict what expression you're about to make but also what words you will then say based (laughs) on that expression. Then it will predict what the response of the other person involved in the conversation will be, uh, then it will predict what expression you will make in response to their response and then what retort you would issue, then how they would fire back at you uh, in in dispute, then how your (laughs) frown would start getting deeper and your voice angry as you counter their counter before they respond with some tangential ad hominem insult and then you hit back with a stream of invective and the software will then be able to automatically punch the other person in the face for you (laughs) using the Assumptotech Autodugenator RoboFist 3.1, all within 0.08 seconds of that very first facial expression. That is the level of technology we're talking about. So we won't even need to get out of bed in the morning. We'll no. know what was going to happen anyway. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's it's just accelerating the hostile confrontation process, which has been <laughs> what most 21st century technology has been about. I feel like animals are going to unionise against humans. They'll be sick of our faffing around about the environment. They're going to unionise and demand rights. Right. I think nothing other than a full strike of all animals would lead us to reassess our behaviours towards them. OK, well, well, turn out. That went well first time, didn't it? Um, <laughs> also, incidentally, emoji uh, is a Latin verb for I have lost my ability to express myself with words. <laughs> and, do, do you know, I mean, you probably know this, there's only two legal emojis in Australia. I, yes. No worries and some worries. <laughs> also, I, I think we've you know we've seen 
security breaches get more and more popular. Yes, uh, particularly online. with that release of all of the Facebook messages. Yes. Yeah, which, with regard to that, I think in future, we're just going to have to reach a, a point where all voting age adults are legally obliged to post naked pictures of themselves once a year, <laughs> as well as a publicly accessible sex to a hypothetical partner from a range of state-provided <laughs> options. So we just get it all out in the open, and then we can stop worrying about things getting out in the open. So, you know, just you know, preemptive. Nudie picks. I mean, I'm up for that 100%. Right. Uh, I think 2020 is also going to be the year of the election security breach. All right. elections will be hacked and we'll just accept that and people will vote for who they'd like to hack the election. Right. I mean, I, I like that, actually, because I do think democracy needs to be needs to be modernised. And, yeah, I mean, I, because clearly some covert government operations are better at hacking elections than others and you want it done well. Yeah. If you know, we've basically decided that it's fine and we don't really mind, so might as well get the get the best to do it. I, I mean, there is another change that I'd like to see around the world in 2020, and this might be just blind utopian optimism. But what I would really like to see is no one being able to vote in the elections of their own country, <laughs> only people from outside that country being allowed to vote. So in the, in the American election, they should take the vote away from all Americans and give it to everyone else in the world because it clearly affects. Yeah, because we know them. what's for, better for them, better than well, they do. I mean, we're more objective on it, I think. <laughs> and also, you know, American foreign policy impacts on the whole planet as well as cultural imperialism. Clearly, So we should have a say in that. It seems anti-democratic. I keep banging on about how much they love democracy. It's anti-democratic to, for Americans to vote in their own elections, I would say. <laughs> you know, if only people from EU member states had been able to vote in the Brexit referendum <laughs> rather than people from Britain. Which do you think they'd it. have kept us? No, obviously not. Well, not if they were voting now, having seen how we behaved for the last four years. It's the will of the people. You can't argue with it. So here's a little news story that uh, has caught my fancy, Andy. A new fertile landmass is apparently emerging off the coast of New Zealand, driven by undersea volcanoes. Are you sure it's not just New Zealand? <laughs> it's a third island of New Zealand. Oh, okay. right. What do you anticipate that doing to world politics? Uh, well, I think it's going to save the world, basically. Um, I mean, we... Uh, we're probably going to need to have a war for it because that's generally what humanity has done whenever it's discovered some kind of landmass. I think. Um, you I sure mean, we I'd can't have... just do scissor paper rock? Well, chess. I, I mean, uh, let's let's go. Let's aim a bit higher than than scissors paper rock or even scissors paper stone, as <laughs> I like to think of it. Um... <laughs> potato, potato, Andy. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, chess. The Cold War. We had. Fisher against Spassky basically decided the Cold War, didn't it? In in favour of uh, yeah, absolutely. America. I think I think that was the result. Yep. Um, so what? Just game of chess for who controls the new new landmass. And you know, I think this is. I mean, people have criticised the international community for not having environmental solutions, other than hoping new landmasses emerge. But evidently, that has now that has now worked. Yeah. But, you know, there is now a new landmass, and. You know, New Zealand, basically, it's largely unoccupied as it is. Yes. I reckon it could take 250-odd million people. How big is this new landmass currently? Uh, and, I mean, I mean it's, it's still emerging, so right. we're, we're yet to find out, but uh, certainly as big as New Zealand itself. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty massive. I new... can't wait for Peter Jackson to put a movie on it. <laughs> From my point of view, it just sounds like this is another country that within 15 years will be beating England at cricket, so I'm not <laughs> particularly happy about that. But you know, I think just relying on new land masses emerging is probably the way forward for, for humanity. In terms of feeding the planet, in terms of space for people to live, then, I mean, either new land masses emerging or just a new, a new next-door neighbour planet, you know, maybe 50 miles away. So it's not, you don't need, like, a massive space or just some kind of entry-level space rocket will get people there. I'm going to email Elon Musk and ask him to sort it out. 
I assume he's already on it, isn't he? Probably. So that is our episode for the 1st of January of the year 2020. Welcome to this year, and I hope you tune in every day. Thank you so much for coming, Andy Zaltzman. Thanks. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, can I just plug um, my gallery opening? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've got uh, all the paintings that I did in the jungle. Some of them are yeah, pretty raw, actually. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I mean, I saw only a few of them. I didn't really watch the watch the show, yeah. but uh, certainly works of heartbreaking brilliance and honesty. And strange eroticism, uh, one of the reviews said. <laughs> Like the Cats movie. The Last Post is a production of The Bugle with something else. Executive producer is Christopher D. Skinner and it is hosted by me, Alice Fraser. So there you have it. That's The Last Post. There's a new show every day. Please rate and review and tell your friends and live your life to the full. Be be the best you that you can be. Happy Christmas. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.